0: Welcome, everyone, to Plastic Cards Podcast, the show where we break down the video game news of the week. My name is Fonzie. I'm joined by my co-host, Indie Game Dev Extraordinaire and Shaggy Impersonator, Gavin Jones. Gavin, how are you doing?
1: Getting there. I'm doing good. Doing good. Yep. I just realized how big. So you don't see it on your mm. your Google Acme with the news stories, but I see it. Automatically breaks it down into chunks, and uh, there is a lot of chunks uh, <laughs> this week. So I There's think a we lot may going have to go on. quickly yeah well, which is just... crazy because most of it happened in the last like day
0: often that's how it goes like beginning of the week is really where they just start dropping bombs and yeah nothing over the weekend yeah yeah what yeah, would you have but... you play anything how'd you how'd you fare this last week uh i mainly just watched a lot of movies
1: uh for some reason i played a little bit of heavy bullets uh mm. which is fun Uh, Apparently, I played some Nuclear Throne. Oh, I played uh, some Receiver 2, some more of that. Yep. And then Darkwood, I got into Darkwood, and then I got to the second area, and I realized I may need to restart my game, because I think I've fucked myself. So, I don't, to be fair, I don't, like, because I looked at a guide of how to get, I couldn't figure out how to get to the second area. I had a feeling I knew how to do it, but I was too scared to do it without looking it up, which I should have done it, and then got there on my own because i could have um but i was too scared so i looked up a guide and basically the guide said this is all the things you should have done by now and because i've used up all the resources in the area i can't do that so dang (laughs) i went to level two with barely any upgrades and now i'm fucked (laughs) so looks like i'm restarting gotcha i hate
0: that Hmm. Yeah, but nice. it was
1: cool. I I really like the game. It's
0: terrifying. Now that's um, a Receiver Two, or that's a that's the last one you just mentioned? Uh, Darkwood. That's gotcha.
1: the two uh, D top down kind of weird, spooky game.
0: Oh and, yes, uh, you told me about this.
1: Yeah, survival horror. It's intense. Nice. What have you been playing?
0: Not a whole lot. I did jump into this game called Cloudpunk, which you might see on Steam. It's been online, like shared around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw it on Steam. It was it was trending in the the up and coming for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's pretty dope. It's very moody. It's it's super sci-fi and, and you know cyberpunkish. You're driving this taxi around and the story's super heavy. So it's like that's really what's engaging you. The movement's you know fine. It's it's kind of you got to get used to like this floaty nature of your taxi. You're picking up or doing jobs rather it's not like crazy taxi or anything. But um right. and it's Ooh, all voxels. And it's beautiful voxels too, like just the way they built this this entire city. It's super dope. You can change these like not dimensions or like platforms rather, like with, with how you drive your taxi. You can go to the bottom of the city to the top, much like uh, Fifth Element. It's super dope how you can just kind of change levels, and it's really cool. Nice, heck yeah,
1: yeah. It looks gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, um, and it runs on my laptop surprisingly. Uh, a little bit of smoke here and there, but otherwise it runs. A little bit of smoke. <laughs> yeah. there. Not, just fan it not off. You know, it adds to the atmosphere and you know the experience of this thing <laughs> right. bursting into flames. Yeah, right. But You're uh those people that go
1: get a little I mean, I, I shouldn't say too into D D. They get really into D D and they have like smoke machines going and the sound effect cues. Whoa.
0: that might be cool to see a live of a live event. And I'm sure they do that or they used to do that with like um critical role or something like that. You see these like people that are well known yeah. see them live do a D D thing.
1: Yeah, Critical Role does a really good job. Uh, the Penny Arcade guys uh, during PAX, they'll have like their big live Dungeons and Dragons things, and that's really crazy. W- one of the ones that surprised me—I uh, don't know if you've—you said you mentioned Critical Role. I don't know how much of that you've seen of them. You watched Daredevil, right?
0: Yeah, the show.
1: Yeah, the uh, the girl that's their friend, like the reporter gal, um, she's been on their stuff, and I've seen her do DM, and she is fucking fantastic it's just so impressive
0: she could read the phone book and i would be fully engaged Uh, whatever she does i'm on board and i will help fund it whatever she needs bills paid let me know i'll try and figure something out yeah she's yeah she's awesome um i did uh yeah i didn't play a lot of games i did watch as i I told you the day i finally jumped into watching alex footage half-life Alex. And I I stopped before like any crazy spoilery stuff happened, but man, is that game fucking beautiful? And even just watching like you're not in there, you're just watching the 2D. It was like IGN did a gameplay walkthrough. And still, you can tell like the animations are just they have this different different caliber to them. Like so seeing some of the movement and the other characters, it's nuts, man. I, I can't wait. I've got to play that game. It's it's crazy awesome. It looks, but yeah. Yeah.
1: It looks neat. It's definitely weird. I mean, it's like a full, what is this, two generations? After
0: yeah. the last one came out, so it gives me really Strange. hope. It gives me hope that they will uh, they will knock it out of the park. Whatever they do with that Half Life universe, you know what? It's it's always easy to go like, oh, this would work well in, in VR and this thing. But watching them play Half Life, Alex, that world is very uh, dingy and like I guess sort of post apocalyptic in the way that you're investigating like the parts of Half Life, uh, the city. But like uh, something like Last of Us would work amazing in that. You could really um stick to the whole like close quarters combat you could make it slow okay. you can make it intense if you were in that vr space
1: well so kind of in that same vein there's that uh walking dead vr game that's supposedly phenomenal and you can mm. do close quarters combat you can i want to say you can beat like a zombie to death with the butt of your gun you can really do all that stuff um and apparently yeah it just works fantastic
0: gotcha gotcha yeah i gotta cell kidney maybe two i don't know if you need really need both kidneys but i gotta play that now you can put something in there put a potato in there and i don't know if your body knows a difference and you can just kind of keep yeah uh, trucking along.
1: <laughs> i wouldn't try it for your liver but we'll do the kidneys at least
0: <laughs> yeah i need that I need that for sure well gavin I'll yeah the, you... uh, i'll get the tub full of ice ready <laughs> nice as you mentioned, yeah, a bunch of uh, stuff popped off in the streets. So let's go into it. We I just mentioned Last of Us Two. A little tidbit about Last of Us Two. It went gold, and um, one of the things I'll kind of uh, the actual story. Here, you can go to Kotaku. Steven Totillo has the details. But there was just more info on that leak that happened last weekend. It was a terrible leak. there was actual like story stuff that that actually leaked from it. But uh, the rumor, the scuttlebutt was that it was like a disgruntled employee. They were kind of protesting um, Crunch, but really it was hackers. Hackers able to infiltrate Naughty Dog servers, and they're the ones who released the whole thing. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm trying to read this
1: article saying the hacker group discovered a method for accessing Amazon servers for Naughty Dog's
0: games
1: using what was essentially password information.
0: Yeah, apparently how they load whatever they load on Amazon. As far as like, I don't know if it's just like trailer stuff or placeholder stuff. They were able to infiltrate their entire system through that. Um, there was this user PixelButt that laid all the all the details and how they did it. So thanks to PixelButt. But I guess they 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 blocked off that entry point, so now it's it's totally fixed. But um, mm. yeah, so hopefully we can avoid spoilers for another month or two here. We can experience it. But yeah, it went gold. They announced that on Monday morning, so it's actually being printed on discs. We're getting closer mm-hmm. to playing this game we'll see how big that day one patches yeah <laughs> it's, uh, that's true that's uh i know they mentioned know, like think about it you're gonna need it yeah it's know. gonna it's it's supposed to ship on two discs you know what? and that might be why there was a lot of issues too and i had to realize that because this game's so huge physically it's on two discs that's a huge uh overtaking undertaking to actually print those and if we are already dealing with like corona stuff on top of that it's like that's a game you really can't you know you gotta you need both discs unless you include a thumb drive or something with it but it's it's so
1: it's so mind-blowing to me too when you think about like um like back when these blu-rays first came out and i know these are like high capacity blu-rays now but when blu-rays first came out people didn't know what to do with uh, the capacity, like my one of my favorite games, Darkness, um, they didn't know what to do with all that capacity. So they put the entirety of To Kill a Mockingbird right. <laughs> in the game and you could watch it on a TV or they put like hours of, I want to say, cartoons uh, in yeah. there that you could watch on local TV. So it's just it's weird that we've gone from we don't know what to do with all this to. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now they're really just hurting for space. But um, yeah. And then also they're going to drop a new trailer tomorrow, which I don't think we need, really. It's like, hey, just we, we have enough. If you're not on board for the last of us already, I don't know what they're going to show you. Just, just like I really don't think we need another trailer. But it's yeah. me personally. But yeah. And then uh, so yesterday was uh, Star Wars Day it was May the 4th um mm-hmm. so we got a bunch of star wars stuff i thought was pretty cool um taika watiti we just talked about him how he can not he can't, can't do any wrong he can knock it out of the park he's gonna helm a new star wars movie Did we
1: talk about him because of this or no
0: no because they not they announced this on monday okay. so we were just talking about how dope he is and sure enough right yeah there's also a new show on disney plus that star Wars related with uh, netflix series creator uh, russian doll which i never watched that show but apparently russian doll is really dope
1: dude it's it's good and here's here's the thing i'll say about it because towards the end it gets complicated i would describe it the the complication of where they go with the plot is kind of similar to like you know the how complicated the ends of the matrix was uh like the third one or kind of how complicated uh the uh end of bioshock was where it's, it's very weird but she actually made it work yeah and uh fuck it was just a good show and also the two uh the two main protagonists just doing a fantastic job it's a it's a really good show i highly recommend it or movie i guess yeah it's a movie it's not a show is it oh, a show gotcha. is it a movie
0: i'm not sure what the fuck is it <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's a no clips. It's a, it's something. Because I know it's a, is it episodic? Do you actually go from episode to episode or it's just like an extended movie kind of thing?
1: See, I want to now say that it was a TV show which only had like three episodes, but I could be wrong. It felt long. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's looking phenomenal. Nice.
0: Nice. So say. I'll trust
1: her on that. I'm more excited for Tika in this case, though. But I, yeah. I'm also, I feel weird about like, A, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but B, uh you know it's just i i doubt he's getting you know star wars 10 11 12 or anything like that um true can we get another can we get another really good side story like rogue one i uh, to me rogue one is probably one of my favorite if not my favorite star wars movie and i know that's probably uh what's what's the word controversial or like <laughs> the internet <laughs> is what it's called yeah i know no, i know I, the internet probably wouldn't like that but yeah rogue one's like my favorite star wars movie so i would agree I with know. you i mean the, rogue one was I really cool forever um but i think it was nice because it carved out his own niche so i'd like to see him carve out his own niche
0: yep yep i think that's where star wars will shine letting them explore all these different stories that maybe have nothing to do with it but you can there's so much lore there you can just kind of build your own story that has no effect but it's still you know a really cool experience yeah yeah and then also we got Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So this is happening. It's arriving later this year. It's for Xbox One, Switch, every console thing known to man. But it's all nine Skywalker Saga films. But it's like a remake of all the other Lego um, games. I originally thought they're just packing them all together. But they're like redoing it with a re- with a new engine. It's like a newer experience. Yeah.
1: If I remember the original announcement correctly, it's like... And they're not like remakes of the original games. They're just straight up new games that cover all of them, if I recall correctly, which is insane. You literally made these games once and you've redesigned and made something wholly new. That's that's crazy. So but Lego Star Wars games really do no wrong. They're they're
0: not hurting anyone and a lot of children like them. So (laughs) right. Right. And they sell really well. It's like, yeah, go for it. But that seems like a huge undertaking. So kudos to them. Um, and then I'm yeah. not sure if you got to try Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order yet, but there's a bunch of DLC they announced, uh, newer, like cosmetic stuff and challenge rooms and that kind of thing that's free. Hey, there you go. I think no it is on sale. That game. Well, if my computer could run it. <laughs> yeah, that might be. It's kind of a high end kind of thing going on, so I'm not sure, but maybe on the potato settings you could play it. <laughs> we'll see. Well, there's. Definitely, uh, this is a really good summer we're shaping up into. Uh, we got some news from Jeff Keighley. He announced uh, Summer Fest or Summer Game Fest. Um, so the actual details are from your gamer, Matt Wells, writes, uh, Jeff Keighley has unveiled the Summer Game Fest, a four-month-long all-digital consumer celebration of video games featuring breaking news, in-game events, free playable content from the likes of, and this is where the list gets nuts. So it's CD Projekt Red's on board, Sony, Microsoft, Riot Games, Digital Extremes, Valve, more than that as well. Uh, WBS is going to be there. The digital event is scheduled to run from May through August this year, um, and so there's just another reiteration on who's there: Two K, uh, Riot Games, um, yeah, Warner Brothers. So it's going to be nuts. Uh, it seems like because there was it was in the news a couple months ago. He left the whole uh, working with uh, with uh, E three before they canceled it to do his own thing, and this is what he was working on. You know,
1: I think this sounds exciting. I think four months is too long. Mm, why do you think that? four fucking months (laughs) like pack it pack it all in there give us something to be excited about four months is at that point We like we get announcements all the time at that point it's not an event
0: true but i do devil's advocate i do like the idea of with e3 is all jam-packed into like really like three hardcore days where all these announcements are popping off but now you have a summer three months of, of just cool neat announcements maybe they get more breathing room and you can kind of I don't know. Just like maybe it's just happier news along the way, especially in this time. Like it's something to just keep us forward, looking forward to. But um, you're right. It is a lot, and they spread it out. Maybe they lose some of that that hype by extending the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting.
1: Uh, I don't see any Nintendo in there, which will be. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. But it is new. It's unproven. Nintendo tends to be slow to adapt. Yeah. um Or adopt. I don't know which one's more appropriate in the situation. <laughs>
0: That's like a Fonzieism there is it <laughs> i'm rubbing off on it yeah um well nintendo Rub off on me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I will. It's,
1: uh, yeah it's uh it's it's interesting it's still to me like and as far as like a like all digital consumer celebration what does that really mean um yeah. and this comes back to me still wondering like for microsoft's e- e3 plans that's why i said like if they could do that whole streaming thing and you could demo these games through a streaming service um Yep, I think you could do like absolutely do a digital e three where people just stream these and skip the lines and do all this stuff live. Um,
0: yeah, hundred percent. One of the rumors, yeah. it's not tied to this exactly, but it's a rumored thing that Sony's working on for PS five is that they'll have in the marketplace demos, and it depends on developers uh, supporting it. But demos, you could just jump in and play right then and there, and jump out back into the the marketplace. Um, that's kind of related to this, where if you can stream this platform where you can see the demos as they announce them, but I guess Sony's working on that. I don't know if that's legit or we'll, we'll see that day in day one with like PS5, but apparently that technology is to be thrown around there.
1: I I assume it's not that big of a stretch from what they're already doing with PlayStation now. And I'm sure Microsoft's going to be there very, very soon if they're not already there and just trying to amp it up to as many people as they could host on it. Um... Yeah, that's that seems very doable to me. I think people are going to like that a lot more, especially with all these SSDs. We're going to be entering this world of no no downtime, right? No no load times, barely any queue times because we have, uh, you know, we're cross platform matchmaking now. Um, It's so might as well reduce the friction on on that and that's i i really think that's going to change the convention game if e3 wasn't in trouble before that's going to change it
0: oh yeah it's funny it's all stuff that stadia wanted to do that really they, they haven't done yet it's like the whole like jump in try a game as someone's playing it mm-hmm. or streaming it it's like that's what they kind of talked about originally and everyone else is really just taking that whole idea and actually hopefully implementing it soon and stadia is still holding their lunch right. and you know and and outside of the classroom it's like what are they doing over there
1: Well, that's what i really liked like way back in the day like seven eight years ago and i still feel like it worked pretty well do you remember on live at all yep i never tried it but yeah i remember that. yeah that was one of the original i played it it actually worked shockingly good um at a very low resolution um but yeah that was one of the neat things is you just hop into the game instantly like usually be i think one of the cool things they do is they'd have a little bit of footage uh of the game some little cool like clips or maybe somebody else playing and so while the game is loading up which again was very quick it actually be playing that and so you're seeing cool stuff and you're right into the action or you like it initially would show just a big wall of all these people playing so you could just click on that wall and pop in and watch somebody play yeah um so this seems very very similar and how how neat would that be to be doing that with e3 games or whatever Convention's going to be taking its
0: place uh. yep yep i can't wait man that's it's so it's really awesome um not exactly tied to this but keep it in line with these new announcements and getting ready for the summer cyberpunk tweeted today uh this image of night city wire and june 11th tagged to it as well so hopefully we'll see some some gameplay some something really we haven't seen anything <clears throat> legit from from uh, cyberpunk for a while now so it'd be cool to see the open world gameplay going
1: Oh, goodness i just realized how close june is to right now
0: oh yeah yeah we're and, a month away uh, it's happening it's all happening it's the summer of uh if I can. games coming up i was gonna look up the
1: kaijun which is uh this buddy on twitter who he drew it's like a kaiju um but it's literally him just going what have i done with my year
0: <laughs> the kaiju the Kai gotcha um, <laughs> We're like the end That's of the years. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now uh, in some uh, new next-gen sort of news, we got um, uh, news on a uh, new Call of Duty. Apparently, it's still down the line. Uh, next premium Call of Duty still scheduled for 2020 release. This is Matt Kim of IGN. Activision Blizzard's new chief operating officer and president, Daniel Allegri, spoke with investors today to share Activision's q one 2022 to results. Uh, speaking about Call of Duty Warzone, support for PS5 or Xbox One X, or Series X, rather, Allegri also confirmed that the next... Oh, sorry. The quote is, as soon as these new systems are out and available, I'm sure we'll support them. So some news on, uh, you know, actually just transitioning your existing, you know, Warzone to the next-gen consoles. Uh, Also, Allegra said two titles, quote, based on library IP from Activision are in development. This could potentially mean games like Crash Bandicoot or Spyro. Activision did not confirm what these titles are. So there's space for speculation. But also tied into that announcement was there's a Call of Duty 2020 coming out this season and still on board uh, to launch... Uh, this fall so i wonder if they're going to be kind of crowded with Warzone. you got modern warfare still supported and now another mainline call of duty i wonder if that's going to conflict or people are just like yes take my money stuff to say i mean there's
1: a lot of people playing this also i have a guess that his name is pronounced allegory mm.
0: that be. is my guess i feel like i'm right I've, I've shown that i'm an expert on how to pronounce things so you know i'm going to trust my gut you pronounced one. it allegra you changed <laughs> the final e into an a is he not a prescription pill you buy online it's not it's not allegra okay yeah. <laughs> hey you know what we can agree to disagree be wrong. <laughs> yeah Allegri is really some kind of like offensive term in another language or something uh, i mean it sounds like allegory but uh right <laughs> now with that uh, tied to that news of them working on the Two new games that are based on library IP, so uh, things they own, like titles they own. Now the the whole like uh, you know rumor mill is what are they working on? Uh, this was announced today too, and sort of tied to that, it's an Activision property technically. So um, this is a quote here, a little blurb. According to pro skater Jason Dill, a new Tony Hawk's pro skater will launch in 2020. Dill also claims he spoke with EA about Skate last year. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Activision still owns the IP, still owns the the rights to it, uh, whether Tony Hawk is involved or not. But I wonder if that's one of the games they're working on, I would really hope they keep that, that franchise alive, bring it back to, to life, really, because that last one was, was dog shit. But um, uh, this is me just hoping that that's the next IP they're working on. I mean, if they can remember how to run a studio again, because I,
1: <laughs> I hear, um, you know, I heard from the people, I knew people that were friends with people that worked there, that it was an absolute train wreck. And the fact that when they were like, oh, we're launching next month, and they're like, what? Dang. <laughs> So, yeah, if they can figure out how to run a studio, then that's exciting. But currently, it sounds like they don't know how. Gotcha. Um, yeah, But it is also, like, when you look at Call of Duty, it, it kind of reminds me of a time in gaming that almost doesn't exist anymore. You look at, like, you know, one of the fun things in Call of Duty was unlocking all these characters and skins and stuff. And now that is de facto something you pay extra for. Um, right. And uh, there's just so much content packed on those games. So
0: I wouldn't mind if uh, hopefully this new Call of Duty that's that's uh, releasing for 2020, if it's maybe more single-player focused, maybe that's where they will kind of split, not split the market, but do their single-player stuff and then keep that whole uh, games-as-a-service thing alive with Modern Warfare or with uh, Warzone rather because that's a huge uh, blowout success. So you keep people there, but you also have a separate single-player thing going on. Maybe that's how you not like overload that whole like genre right there.
1: I would at least like with with Warzone or whatever the <clears throat> that, that's what the battle royale mode is called, right? Yeah. So with the with the previous battle royale mode that they made, so that came out with Black Ops, and that was basically the game, and it also had regular multiplayer too. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not in any other game. So with Warfare, right? Um, you could buy the game, the regular game, and then like, oh, Warfare came out. Now I just have Warfare. Um, or maybe you had warfare and then you bought the game and now they're, they're one in the same. So I would like for the next game for like, you boot it up and you already, you still have warfare in there. It's, it's good to go. I don't need to boot up a second game. It almost sounds like it's on launcher, but I don't know. It's just more component based. It's more of a, a module. And I think that could work really well and that wouldn't bleed off or split the community.
0: That's true. You uh, next gen, you could theorize like you just download the new Call of Duty experience, and that's where you buy this new single player. You buy this new multiplayer mode, but it's all within Call of Duty. You boot that one thing up, and then that's how you, you know, um, splinter off into whatever experience you want. But that's how you keep people there potentially, or you just release these different experiences. I'm not sure. I'm sure they're looking into it, but yeah, it's interesting. Right. Nice. Well,
1: I'd be curious to see if it's doable. I think it is. It, it could potentially be it'd be interesting to see how that yeah changes other stuff in the industry
0: yeah well speaking of changing things gavin let's move on to microsoft's uh, reveal event this is uh thursday so this is um, pretty stoked for this so the actual details are from tom warren uh, and also mixing into this is the boot up screen which they uh, showed off today or the sound rather so microsoft reveals xbox series x boot screen confirms july event for halo infinite and more Gotcha. So in a teaser today, uh, in a teaser video for Thursday, May seventh, Xbox Series X gameplay event, Microsoft subtly reveals the Series X boot animation and sound. So I'm gonna cue this up too. I don't know if you've you've heard it yet, but um, I already had of you. Gotcha. I'm watching. Gotcha. Get your get your ears ready. Um, it's it's uh it's interesting. It's definitely Blower like. Than I'd like. Mm, it's loud. See, to me, it seems louder than uh, I would like. Actually. So I'm listening to uh, it now It's going um, I just think of at midnight when I'm like trying to sneakily Play my Xbox and then like in the past It's always this like boom pow Kind of thing going on and I forget the volumes up And I run to like turn it down This one seems maybe more yeah. subtle but still like it's going to Wake up everyone in my house But
1: Subtle until it's not You have a right. moment to uh...
0: Now I'm watching this evolution of uh, Xbox boot video <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, There's a whole rabbit hole you can do but uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so the, that event is this Thursday, where they're going to show off gameplay and stuff from from third-party studios. Um, so to go back to that that article here. Alongside boot screens, Microsoft is promising to reveal more about its Xbox Game Studios titles over the summer. In July, this is a quote, in July we will dedicate time and focus on the incredible games coming out of Xbox Game Studios, explains Jared West, head of gaming marketing at Microsoft. Despite warnings of possible game delays for the Series X, Microsoft says our goals remain to launch Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite this holiday. Microsoft will now hold monthly Xbox 2020 streams in the lead up to the Series X launch. These start with an event on Thursday where Microsoft plans to highlight third-party Xbox Series games and more on uh, more info on smart delivery. So the Xbox Smart Delivery program allows you to buy an Xbox version of a game and get the upgrade to the Xbox Series X version free of charge. So far, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we'll get into, and Cyberpunk 2077 will support smart delivery. Um, but yeah, so they're going to kind of explain more about the smart delivery thing. Looks like you buy one title. It unlocks some kind of upgrade version of it. But um, yeah, so there's more news uh, coming up this week.
1: That's... uh. Whew. yeah that's gonna be more news i think the thing um that's gonna be really important for this so i I, watching that digital foundry thing where they break down how they upgraded gears of war five from xbox one x to uh the the next gen console right and saying all the changes and if you look, look really closely um at all these little details that they can pack in that they couldn't before um it's definitely um, going to be very important to watch this on the highest resolution you can. Mm. If you can watch this in 4K, you need to watch it in 4K. Because I think the details are going to be so packed into the screen now that really you're not you're not even going to be able to tell. Like If you watch this on the phone, you're not going to be able to fucking tell it. If I sure. watch this on my 1080p monitor, I'm going to have a hard time telling. You're going to need to be watching it on those 4K screens to really get the most out of this.
0: Well, now um, 4K is really obtainable as far as like consumer level. Like it's it's you know as just like we waited for like 1080P to become you know uh, approachable, like viable, Now it is for 4K. Like you can buy a 4K monitor for or a TV rather, three hundred bucks. You can get like a thirty inch, like and then it goes up from there. Like it's now doable for, on a consumer level. Yeah.
1: I think my roommate got one, like a nice one, on sale for I think he said like two hundred. Yeah. So he's, nice. he's like, well, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Now we got to find a sale on these sons of so guns. Right. That's the... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean... Uh, but what are they put those curved LED screens on uh, sale, though? Those are the... Those uh, are dope.
0: Woo. Those are very dope, yeah. You can kind of make your own if you, you know, sort of like with a heat gun, kind of like bend it, but I don't know if I recommend <laughs> trying it. <that. laughs> yeah, and also in uh, Xbox News, I assumed this was already a thing, but uh, so Halo 2 Anniversary arrives on PC as part of the Halo Master Chief Collection on May 12th. I thought it was already on there. So what is on the Master Chief Collection for PC? Is it just uh Reach right now? Like what's what's there? Reach.
1: ODST. One. I think that might be it. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's but it's good sure, news.
1: I can't remember whether Reach came first or ODST. Yeah, definitely one is on there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, so it's good good news for them. I feel like it's already It's on the console version, but that's also why I was so borked when they launched that it was hard to get everything working together, and now they took a different approach with PC, making sure each one works before they release it.
1: So a question for you then with Halo, because you were huge into Halo back in the day. Yeah. Um, All our friends were... I was only mildly into it, but I was also the only one without an Xbox. Um, Which is your favorite?
0: Mm, My favorite is... Dang, uh, the first one really caught me as far as like because it was a, a new thing, experiencing the f- story for the first time, seeing the flood. It really just blew me away. Then that that's right when I got my uh, original Xbox too, so it has a special place in my heart. The hype for Halo Two is always burning my brain because that was just such a huge release. Uh, so maybe you know Halo Two with actually like meeting with people playing online, playing together, you know, with like uh, not split screen but like uh, system link, whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> Seems like so long ago, but so yeah, one or two. Yeah up in there yep yeah one definitely has a special place but like the launch of two i i can't forget it because like that was maybe one of the only games actually stayed in line overnight to like wait for a copy of the disc Mm -hmm. back when we did that
1: (laughs) i mean that was like uh, of all those games that was like one of the quintessential yeah games although it's i i recognize that it took an interesting twist with like the newest smash brothers was a fun one because i guess people they had the previous Smash Brothers on their 3DSs, nice. So everyone was like tournamenting uh, on the way to get the new Smash. But yeah, I think two was mine as well. But again, I never, I never had it. I never played through. Um, but for me, who was basically exclusively playing multiplayer at other people's houses, uh, I really, really liked the gameplay um, of one. Yeah. It was very simple, and that was strength. Um, and then two managed to add content with not without being too much content it added mechanics um and it just felt like the promise of one had been met mm. with two and that i think two was my favorite that being said i uh didn't three have like the like mario kart style power-ups i really like it
0: did one. i actually really dug three too like that one also i, I really love because i was tied to that xbox it wasn't a launch xbox 360 but that's also when i upgraded to that next gen console and you're playing halo 3 on a next gen console like it also holds a special place in my mind too but um, you mentioned like the simple gameplay with halo one i really hope that they lean more into that because it's kind of a market where every game has like this uh hero shooter kind of aspect with this speedy gameplay and all this stuff going nuts or it's like battle royale i feel like they can create their own um space by going back to like classic halo gameplay i don't know if that's competitive with other shooters now but like if you create something that's more unique in bare bones halo See, and I don't trust them to do that
1: because I remember like three four three or whatever they're called. Like they, there was a point where Halo uh, Call of Duty took the lead over Halo, and so they started copying Call of Duty. They started adding the sprint. They started right. adding classes. Classes are a big thing. They added. I remember that was one thing back before Ninja took off into the stratosphere with Fortnite. Uh, I remember watching him play. I can't remember what he was playing. Uh, but he was talking about Halo because originally he was a pro Halo player. Okay. Uh, that's how he got originally famous. Um, and uh, he he says that's one of his big frustrations is his Halo is no longer really Halo. It's more Call of Duty-ish, mostly now. Um, yeah. But if they went back to that no sprinting, 100% no aim down sights unless you're using like a sniper or a battle, ri- or battle rifle or something with a scope. Um, sort of like what do i want to call those rules like uh i mean it's classic rules basically yeah, yeah and i i think it could really do good i don't think halo 2 had aim down sights um
0: no i think that was more like yeah, even i think reach was maybe the first one i think they even skipped like that wasn't a thing till till reach i don't think uh, three had it but it's possible but yeah the I influence of right. the influence yeah. of call of duty and other shooters at that time was super heavy and they they changed you know they had to, i guess they had to compete they had a um be as fresh as these new shooters but you lose some of that you know that specialness and so maybe now as the series that has really waned with like five was like critically or like i guess just commercially not received as well maybe you go back to that uh, classic halo style
1: yeah and i think there is a middle ground too like i yeah maybe not having a sprint but just speeding up the overall run because you do move fucking slow in those games yeah um but yeah i think i think there's a happy middle ground and kind of carve out halo because as i've said before i think like the the combat rhythm of you and somebody else duking it out uh to the death in halo is one of the best rhythms in yep. games and so it would be good to see one of the kings back on top i agree you know, we all love
0: yeah we'll see hopefully with this uh not this uh thursday event but they're they're gonna have their own separate like first party juggernaut event where they show off more gameplay and stuff and and apparently it's still on the books to release this holiday season as far as uh halo infinite goes so we'll see what happens there now we got uh, assassin's creed hey, that's...
1: so what do you think assassin's of this creed. uh valhalla couldn't get couldn't give a shit but uh <laughs> i know people are excited i know yeah. people are excited
0: they are the kids are excited in the streets. Oh. Um, I also like him. I, I respect what they've done and they've kind of turned the whole franchise franchise around. But I just um, it doesn't do it for me. But I you know I can see how huge it is now. But apparently this this new um, this new reiteration or like uh, the next series is going to be pretty dope. So I pulled up uh, the article here from Heather Wald of Games Radar. She has the re- the uh, details here. The first cinematic trailer for Ubisoft's next Assassin's Creed entry titled Valhalla debuted last week with a first look at the Viking action. We also learned that Valhalla is set in both Norway and England, but for the majority of the journey as Eivor. You'll be in the UK, spread across four different kingdoms in the 9th century, and you'll be able to explore major cities such as London, Winchester, and York. Uh, we've learned a wealth of information about Valhalla over the past week with confirmation that you'll be able to play as a man or a woman. It is being worked on by 15 different studios. It is set to release holiday 2020 on Series X and PS5. Uh, the first gameplay of Valhalla is set to be shown during the uh, upcoming Xbox Series X stream, uh, where we'll also be seeing other global developers showcase gameplay on the next-gen console. Um, yeah, so we'll see some gameplay of this. Um, I'm uh, I'm stoked to just see like how this looks, but yeah, whether they screw it up or do an awesome job, I guess it doesn't really uh, affect me the way.
1: Sounds like you said it's being developed by 15 different studios. Yeah, apparently. A work done. Yeah, worked on. Okay. I'd be curious to know what that means. How much of that mean, you know, when they say studios, do they mean,
0: uh, I think within Ubisoft, right. Cause they have a bunch of different, like Montreal, they have like all these different, like spread out, um, developers that are under their umbrella. So maybe they're just like spreading out the workload. It's that massive of a, of a game this time around
1: could be i would assume some of that means contractors because that's mm. one of the things that I, I from my understanding uh the developers of dark souls at software does really well and that's how they push these games out way faster than anyone should be able to for the amount of art in them is they just contract out a lot of music well i don't know about music but art um and animation stuff like that and get that back so i could gotcha. see that being a big thing in this. Are we gonna watch the uh, trailer for this? Yeah. I haven't actually seen this. Yeah, let's check it out. All right, let me know when you're gonna to to play.
0: Gotcha, and I have it queued up here, and it is it is launching. It's live. Yeah, got the logo going. Now it is a uh, cinematic, you know, story trailer, but still, I guess it gives us an idea right. of what we're gonna experience there. Yeah. But um, the Viking stuff is always dope. I really, uh, I really am into it, so I like that they're going this route.
1: Godless. Yeah. It is. I'd be curious to see. So, when Assassin's Creed, not Origins, but was the last one that was set in like Greece or whatever? Oh, uh, there's Odyssey? Yeah, Odyssey. So, that to me felt extremely different than any other Assassin's Creed. It almost didn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game um, for what I was seeing. So, i will be curious to see if they go more towards that style of gameplay, yeah. which if this is more combat heavy, it definitely could be, um, or if they go back to uh, the more traditional style of Assassin's Creed game that being said this doesn't look like an Assassin's Creed game whatsoever and I have no idea how this is going to tie
0: together <laughs> yeah yeah Um, I like that it's a kind of a different experience but it seems even more I guess there's aspects of like older Assassin's Creed with just like the, the where it takes place like separate from the Viking stuff the whole like old you know UK you know places like I feel like that's just reminds me of like older Assassin's Creed Yeah, I know they have mentioned some of the gameplay elements like building a not a community, but like a camp where you can kind of uh, have people together and stuff you do in the story affects your camp. So there's maybe a little bit of like Red Dead kind of influence where you have your your group kind of thing. But apparently that's in the game as well. There you go. I don't know if the ships they're showing means it's like ship-to-ship combat like in Black Sails. Um, there was a little bit of that in Odyssey. So maybe that kind of continues on here. All right. I don't really know how much ship-to-ship combat you can even do
1: with this type of ship.
0: Sure, yeah also the vikings would yeah, just uh, they would just crash your ship into it like another ship like they didn't give a fuck they were right. brutal
1: yeah this doesn't to me this looks less like assassin's creed and more like there was that one game that was it ubisoft made it where you're all a bunch of different warriors from different centuries and you all fight each oh, other to the death
0: yeah for honor yeah for honor this looks like for honor to me sure it definitely has like Witcher vibes, you know. For me, like just I guess the how they look and that kind of thing, the set design or the character design. But
1: yeah,
0: yeah there's a lot yeah, of this. the music.
1: I think the music is what gives me the Witcher vibes.
0: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> some of these characters look pretty badass. Like your main, the main dude. If I could rock the braided beard, I would totally do that. Is that Merlin is that Merlin under the tree? <laughs> And you got the bird too, so that's like a classic thing with with uh, Assassin's Creed. You have your like overview. They did that in Odyssey, They did that in uh, Origins. Also, we're gonna see next gen footage of this, so oh, it'd be sh- cool sh- to see this. Oh, is this
1: next gen then? Well, I mean, it's on, it's on, yeah, it's on every
0: platform, but it's also gonna be supported on next gen in that reveal event on with Xbox that they're having Thursday. They're gonna show off gameplay on a uh, Series X.
1: See, this makes me think it's gonna be more like Odyssey because he's fighting this big, a- badass-looking boss character. Yeah, he's got way too much HP, way too much. Uh... Oof! Oh, he has the hidden blade. Yep. Okay. Damn.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely that They whole... didn't even have that in uh, Odyssey, did they? Uh, I didn't play enough to to know. I just played the beginning, but uh, you might have been able to upgrade and do that, but yeah pretty dope so we're gonna see this pretty soon here yeah i wonder if you're i'm in the same boat where it's like i'm not i'm never like waiting to hear the the next uh, assassin's creed but i like the way they, they they've taken this whole um franchise and they've kind of you know reinvigorated it by changing all the things and they take their time now developing it yeah it's not a buggy mess like the other ones were yeah now you wrote right uh He wrote some uh secret message here about predator predator hunting grounds motherfucker so are you, have you played this are you watch right. more footage so i've been
1: watching a lot of footage and the interesting thing i remember like i i kind of read uh, a review from destructoid um and it sort of seemed like it kind of summed up the community's uh, feelings about it is it's not quite there yet mm. but it could be and so they gave it like a six um and that was that was basically their closing statements it's not there yet i'm gonna keep playing it i think it could get there and apparently the first patch, it made some serious strides. So I remember you had some strong feelings when this game was first announced. You
0: were not about it at all. Yeah, um, I guess I, I love the Predator movies. Um, I don't like this type of gameplay. That's really where I turn sour on it. Sure. I just don't like the whole, whether it's, um, uh, there's another game like this, was like five versus one that uh, was like a, you were fighting a monster. Um, there's other games oh. that have been like this, evolved, or say like the same developers oh. um
1: yeah the same developers did friday the 13th right. which was a similar of there's a lot of premise or a lot of promise not quite there
0: yeah and so that's why it's like i'm just not a fan of that gameplay but i love predator and i've watched footage where it's it's super brutal just like predator i don't know if they're balancing the right aspects of being predator versus being a human i don't feel like i don't know how being a human would be as fun i don't know if they've actually been able to balance that correctly but um i like the idea but i don't know if i like how they've have they've approached it here but
1: yeah. Well, it definitely at the start and that was the issue. They kind of balanced it kind of wrong cuz normally in these games if you're the 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 one player versus the five, you're usually very strong and it has to take the whole team to take you down or outwit you or whatever the goal may be. Yeah. And predator isn't very powerful in this so i'd be watching like there was a streamer who would never lose against a predator basically so really? he um yeah so he'd be chasing him down with a knife put his gun away he'd only use his gun if they were too far away and he needed to make him bleed so he could track them down oh. um and then get up in their face and knife them because if you knife them at the same time that they strike you uh you parry them so you just undo their move basically So he was winning basically 100% of the time against Predators. They only had one Predator build that could really kill people, and that was the like barbarian combi stick build. So it's the super cheesy build that people can't beat, and that's the only way to win as a Predator, which is bullshit. You shouldn't have to play like an asshole uh, to win the game, and that's basically the only way to do it at this point. So um they put out their first patch and they finally balanced it way more in favor of the predator it still takes a lot of skill to defeat the humans as a predator which is kind of cool that's the power fantasy of being a predator they go to earth and hunt these humans it's like a tribal right i want to say so you have to be good at what you do um so it's interesting to see them make a huge swing on their first try and i think i think it has potential it's it's definitely fun to watch um
0: yeah and that's the risk that I thought going in it's like how do you balance being a predator versus the humans I mean you definitely want predator to be when you're playing him to be super powerful but if you're just the humans then you're just getting shot up and killed instantly so it's like how do you create that balance it's such a powerful character versus just regular ass humans unless they're all Arnold or something it's like how are you going to really you know compete against them but um, yeah no I'm hoping it shows promise I'm hoping they keep updating the game and maybe twisting the mechanics a little bit and, and finding that sweet spot
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see and that's sort of the concern is i don't know how much there is to add and to a certain extent i feel like friday the 13th had that as well like you've got yeah you've got the character and i think they can probably add a decent amount of stuff to the predator but what are you going to add to the players really like is adding new guns going to be that fun i assume a new level could be fun i definitely think one of the interesting things from the gameplay is uh, when the predator starts out he has no idea where the humans are in this giant jungle and where their objective is. Okay. So oftentimes they'll try and be playing stealthy and not reveal themselves at the start of the game and taking out enemies stealthily um until eventually they have to use their gun and all of a sudden the predator knows where they are and can track them down. So right. it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It definitely surprises me how much how not buggy it is. Now it's got it's got queue time issues and some getting into game issues, mm. but Friday the Thirteenth was an absolute buggy mess. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) now wasn't that uh, wasn't Friday the Thirteenth wasn't it uh, um, funded? It was like crowdfunded, right? I feel like originally, uh, maybe this is like a different take because I didn't see any kind of crowdfunding uh, talk with this one. They just kind of announced that they're working and they had footage already. But um, I don't know if they've just have more money now so they can work on uh, all the bugs and stuff going on.
1: It could be. And in which case, kind of good for them. You see yeah. so many people that they kickstart every project they do. At one point, you're not kickstarted anymore. You never.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they don't so. want to abuse that community or you know go to the well too often. It's like when you don't have to, it's going to burn people out. Well, Gavin, our next thing here isn't uh, very good news. I know you're a huge Evo fan. So Evo 2020 was canceled, uh, of course, due to, due to the coronavirus stuff going on. So Matt Kim of IGN has a little blurb here. Evo, the world's biggest video game tournament, has announced that it will be canceling the 2020 event due to COVID-19. All tickets for Evo 2020 will be refunded and there will be a summer online event planned as a replacement. In a short message on Twitter, EVO organize- organizers announced that this year's event, originally set to place set to take place from July 21st to August 2nd at the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, has been canceled. Um, yeah, Gavin, how do you feel about this? There was a lot that they were kind of building towards. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's one
1: of those things where they had to print uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they start planning Evo as soon as the previous one shuts down. Sure. Um, it's sad that you know they were they were bringing back Marvel for this one. Um, but yeah, it, there's so much money and stuff that goes into this. So many people booking tons and tons and tons of hotels. Um, yep. Yeah, they just had to cancel early if they. If there was any chance of canceling, they had to do it early, so it's sad, but I guess this is the closest I get to a taste of what sports fans are going through right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're saying like, hey, you know, grab my beer. There's there's definitely the same stuff going on. Although this is taking place in in Vegas, and I'm a huge uh, UFC fan. They're actually having a UFC this, this weekend, although it's going to be no um, attendees, just the actual fighters and the refs and stuff, but it's not, this non-vet, it's in like Florida. But um, they are trying to have some kind of event. Apparently, it's uh, it's going to go through. It's going to be this this weekend. So
1: that's going to be strange too. Because I told you I watched that like uh, WWF or WWE. Uh, yeah. Where they had no crowd and it felt wrong. Right. So this that that UFC fight's probably going to feel real wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely strange. I mean, I can imagine like you just there's no uh, crowd, you know, s- supporting people or, or just yelling and screaming. So you're just hearing the actual fights, the coaches, the people on each side, each each team. Um, maybe it feel like eerily really too personal or I don't I wonder how it's going to actually plan out. But it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how uh, that goes. I know they have the.
1: It's... I think it's going to take out some of the event in it being a sports event. Sure. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I know the NFL had their their draft, was it last week or so? So they're still, you know, the gear's in motion too. And I imagine when they actually come back, it'll just still be something that's with no crowd, no attendees. But like, they're still planning to do some kind of event come fall time. So uh, we'll see. I mean, the world is slowly starting to get back to normal, but I don't know if it's soon enough this summer to see stuff or like fall. I just don't know. We're in a weird spot. We'll see. I'm I'm hoping by July, but we'll see. Yep now Gavin we got this one this was just interesting to me so it's Epic adds PS5 and Xbox Series X support to Unreal Engine this is jpetersoftheverge.com Epic Games Unreal Engine game development platform now supports Microsoft Series X and Sony's PS5 Epic announced today the support comes as part of the newest Unreal Engine release version 4.25 the update also includes productive ready support for Microsoft HoloLens 2 mixed reality headset enhancements to unreal engine's chaos physics and destructive system, so destruction system shedding model improvements improved audio features and more um, this one's interesting to me so that theoretically they're getting ready to support next gen so that cuz really fortnite's in a weird spot because you know you have your next gen consoles ideally you want that to be ready to go so that to give consumers a way more of a reason to adopt early on because they can <clears throat> excuse me they can now uh, just jump ship and and get that next gen console <clears> i mean I, I i'm i
1: I have a feeling when they say like you know now supports i have a feeling like they probably like booted it up and were like oh it works right out the gate <laughs> um yeah, yeah it, it's such a universal thing like you can run unreal engine games on your phone you can tech you can run them on switch people have done it <clears> um so i'm sure it probably wasn't very hard the the coalition talked about getting gears of war 5 to run on xbox series x and they said it was super easy and i'm sure that that may have been an unmodified version of unreal that being said uh if you're gonna give anyone access to these dev kits super early epic's definitely one of those people so they can do unreal engine stuff on it so yep. i'm sure they've it's probably actually had unreal engine support for a while this is just the first everyone's getting updates for it
0: um yeah, I also think oh, yeah. that it's it's not crazy to think that we will see some kind of Fortnite presence there next gen, because I I feel like that's the next juggernaut to make sure it's got to be there when your system launches, just like a sports game, just like a, a shooter. You want to have that that Fortnite support.
1: I thought I did hear some rumors about, yeah, it says Unreal Engine's mm-hmm. Chaos Physics and Destruction. Yeah, I, I heard there were some enhancements coming, so I'd be curious to see goes on with there mm. um you know how we, there's some destructible environments in uh cyberpunk so maybe we get some more enhanced uh well i don't know if that's actually running on
0: oh uh, uh, yeah i'm not sure reality. yeah i'm not sure about that maybe their own proprietary yeah. thing i doubt it um, but yeah so that's happening now this one was interesting to me because i felt like it was a personal attack so this was a petition to change playstation plus's may 2020 offerings get signed by thousands i don't know if you heard some of this drama unfold this was uh mid last week uh, brianna reeves PlayStationLifestyle.net, has the details last week sony unveiled the playstation plus offerings for may 2020 to the dismay of many ps plus subscriber the freebies included two different simulation titles city skylines and farming simulator 19 Wanting to convince Sony to change this month's elections, one PlayStation enthusiast launched a change.org petition. At the time of writing, nearly 17,000 people have signed the petition. According to the petition's post, the PlayStation gamers were incredibly hyped by the previously rumored May 2020 PS Plus offerings of <coughs> there we go again, of Dark Souls Remastered and Dying Light. Following Sony's reveal of the true free games for May, PlayStation Faithful were left dumbfounded and forlorn with what seems like a late April Fool's joke in the form of Farming Simulator 19 and some ripoff of uh, SimCity Reads the Post. Um, yeah, Gavin, so uh, gamers, PlayStation gamers were angry that the PlayStation Plus free games of the month were were um, SimCity, uh, or sorry, were uh, City Skylines and Farming Simulator. Uh, they, they felt uh, cheapened for some reason with those free games, but... You know me. I love City Skylines, so I just I thought, hey, this is awesome. But uh, they did not feel that way.
1: You know, I I don't mean to belittle it, but that's only seventeen thousand people.
0: Yeah, and like, also petition. The- come on, everyone writes signs yeah, of every day. Yeah, that's, that's
1: uh, petition. And it also I think kind of undercuts uh, City Skylines is incredibly popular. Yeah, people love it. Like a lot of times, it, it it does well in these situations. People get hype about it, as weird as it is. People get hype about Farming Simulator. So, yeah, it's not these people people's cup of tea. Right. You know, I don't, it just, to me, seems almost, and I don't know if I'm using this term correctly, it almost seems gatekeepery to me, right? Like, they're like, mm. oh, yeah, Dark Souls Remastered and Dying Light, those are real games. <laughs> but you
0: see Skylines and Farming suit, those aren't real games. Like, 100% is what's going on. Yep, you're right. And it's bullshit because if you've actually played these Skylines and maybe they're not, they're not into Sims, I get it, but it's a super dope sure. game. And it's definitely, uh, you know, an actual cool game to get for free. And that, granted, these are free games you get with PlayStation Plus. So it's like, what are we crying about? Yeah, I mean, getting Dark Souls Remastered and Dying Line for free, like that's a fucking
1: steal right there.
0: Yeah. And I guess so... that's what they're hoping because that, that was the rumor. And that's, I guess, why it soured, soured everyone's, you know, expectations because they were expecting that based on a rumor and we got these two sims.
1: Man, but, uh, I need to finish Dying Light. Like people at work have been talking about it, like it keeps like every time it comes up and it's still supported to this day. Like what a phenomenal game. I need to beat that before the next second one comes out. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, they just announced I want to say it was last week, this like new DLC. There's a weird cabinet, like arcade cabinet that unlocks whatever new levels and it's a whole like different uh, add-on thing, but yeah, they're still supporting it. Um yeah, it's a great game.
1: I'll, I'll see streamers regularly playing through the game like multiplayer with like tons. of It seems like it feels like a lot of people in the game. I don't know how many people are actually in their game, but yeah, it's it's too strange. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So this is uh interesting. So this is a uh, new MLK or MK11 DLC incoming. Um, this is uh, tomorrow. So the Mortal Kombat account on Twitter tweeted this video out and i um, interested to get your take. I know you're you're somewhat familiar with the whole lore with like with. Mortal Kombat with what's going on story wise. I never did because uh, <laughs> yeah, I never understood what the hell is going on different dimensions and timelines and stuff. But I have this little intro, oh, yeah. this little video go cued uh, rather. And I wonder, yeah, is this more I DLC? Can't. Is this what what the hell is going on? But it's a tweet. That's the the link that I sent you. So oh, NetherRealm just... Studios. Yeah, and so it shows. I'm not sure the characters they're showing because I know very little about what's going on, but. And this looks like it takes place after the storyline of MK11, yeah. right? Yep. You beat the Time Lady. So when you play through the arcade
1: modes. Um, Whoever you beat it as actually gets his power, which is neat. So as a story mode, I think you have to end on Luke Kane having that power. But yeah, arcade mode, anybody can have that power, and they can basically recreate the world kind of how they want.
0: Gotcha. So yeah, the reveal is for tomorrow at 6 a.m., so we'll see. I imagine DLC, because I don't think they've... Well, there's been a lot of characters already, but like they seem to support, like they did with MKX, a lot of character support afterwards, so yeah
1: that to me though looked like story dlc yeah
0: that's true because they kind of tease characters I differently I don't know that they've ever done story dlc i want to look at these shadows here real quick yeah so the characters that pop on screen at the end i have no idea what they who they would be well the one in the far right i mean that from a distance they all
1: look like generic mortal kombat characters
0: yeah do you think they could just be like legacy characters you get to unlock? Or but you're right, this does seem like more story-based stuff. Yeah, those could be legacy characters. But I think the way they roll it out makes me think this is an actual like an actual expansion, some actual story stuff to to, to jump into. And it says MK11, <laughs> the epic saga continues. So I think yeah, I think this would be story stuff. I mean, that's my favorite part.
1: It's definitely one of the most expensive parts to make. Sure. Uh, so. But that would explain why it took so long. I don't know. To to me it seems weird to expand the story because then just make another Mortal Kombat. Like I'm you could you could easily make Mortal Kombat into a style of games like they did with uh Killer Instinct, where you put out one version of the game and you just keep adding characters and characters and characters and making the game more deep and awesome and wonderful. Um but I go to Mortal Kombat for the story. So like yeah. that's that's how you keep getting people to buy this huge box game. So yeah, I don't know. It's 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 I don't know what the plan is here. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. We're gonna yeah. be finding out all sorts of things this week. We get <laughs> that tomorrow, we get Microsoft on Thursday. Yep. Um it's a great time. It'd be interesting. I mean, I'm announcing this so close to uh Microsoft, will we get to see the, uh, uh, you know, a, what, what's it called? Smart release or whatever the,
0: uh, Ooh, that is a good idea. And then with that smart yeah, release, that you actually add the story, you'll see tied to it. Like it's yeah. just another incentive to, you know, unlock this or buy a new version of MK 11. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's going to look so realistic. We're all throwing up, just watching it. That's uh, the thing
0: <laughs> as they keep, you know, working on the engine, which they're always going that more realistic route. Eventually and very soon, if they're not already there, it's super realistic and super gross because it is so. You've seen people screaming and like being disemboweled. It's like, it's kind of rough. It's awesome still. Yeah. But it's like, how do you toe that line?
1: Well, and it reminds me of like what people are saying about with uh, Doom Eternal is basically they, they made it slapstick so it becomes tarled or no one's really that grossed out by the stuff right. in Doom Eternal, but they, they found a way to do that.
0: Right. Right. But that means changing their whole style with like with with the whole Mortal Kombat universe as they built it. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I trust them to balance who that. It but... That's not that's not getting
1: them. I, I don't feel necessarily that's getting them butts and seats anymore. Sure.
0: But... Gotcha. Well, speaking of but, Doom, there's some yeah. Doom drama. I don't know if you got to see this unfold. Um, not really drama, just like just weirdness, I guess. But this is uh, the Doom Eternal soundtrack had some drama. Um, I pulled up a tweet from at N- Nibelian. He kind of lays out all the issues. So id Software's Marty Stratton has just published a lengthy statement on the Doom Eternal original soundtrack situation and Mick Gordon, who's the uh, soundtrack engineer, id uh, is currently working on new DLC that will not include music by Mick. It also sounds like they might not work with him in the future. And there's a link to the, the Reddit post. But uh, over the, the last week, they got went into detail, id um, did, about the them working with that uh, soundtrack engineer and he did all the music in the last game. He's doing the music in the, the new one. The issue was he was making music for the game, but they needed the actual soundtrack to release too. And there was issues with like getting that on time. And he said, uh, she said kind of stuff. And it ended up causing that relationship to fall apart. So this next going forward, they're not going to work with him anymore. But tied to that, they at least announced that they're working on DLC and the music for that DLC is somebody else is going to do that DLC. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm confused. And, I, and I, I'm sure I don't have full contact, but...
1: So it sounds like, so he's working on the soundtrack for the game. Yeah. But they needed the OST to come out at the same time of the game. So it sounds like he was late on getting the OST out because he's working on the game. Right. Is that
0: kind of... It is, but which, I guess that that, that Reddit uh, um, document that they wrote really lays it out where that is the case. And they contracted him to do that. But there was like, they weren't communicating well. And they were giving him all this time to work on it. And apparently he kept like, not pushing it off, but there was like just uh, decisions that weren't met or weren't made equally. And the, the, he decided to kind of not pull out, but like just not help on that side of things. And because of that, which they were fine, they, they were prepared to pay him no matter what. But I guess he also went online that, that studio producer and kind of um, threw him under the bus a little bit. And so they had to actually come out and say, here's what happened. Here's why it happened. And both parties amicably, you know, decided to split, but um, it was just kind of this weirdness. And it sucks because that soundtrack uh, designer that, the, the guy doing the music is super awesome. And like the music in the first tomb is, is, is legit. This music in the second one is awesome because of him. So it sucks to lose that.
1: It, I mean, to me, uh, and maybe this is a immature way of looking at it, but it sounds like they tried to rush
0: art. It's you know possible. I mean? They, and that, uh, lengthy Reddit post I uh, recommend reading. Cause like they talk about how they didn't, they want to give him and they do, they give him full creative control to do whatever he wants. He just has to supply something and they trust him to do uh-huh. that. So apparently it was, it wasn't only that, it was stuff not being met and him not communicating accurately. And then they tied, they had another guy doing the actual mixing and he was ready to like take over the work. And uh, they disagreed on how the work turned out. Uh, it's a lot of back and forth, but um, yeah. So it ended up being, he's no longer working with them after this whole thing. Um, so, yeah.
1: Well, that's too bad. It, it was is. a
0: <laughs> kick-ass track. Yeah. But-
1: it's like drama happened and maybe maybe it's for the best. It's maybe, possible. Maybe that's for the
0: best. How else are we gonna get our pentagram, you know, designs hidden in the the music uh art or like the waveforms? Like uh, hopefully somebody else is gonna do that. Somebody
1: got to. But uh, I wonder if he did that for number two. I mean, I feel like you might as well at that point.
0: Right. Maybe you can uh, play Doom in the waveform that you can actually unlock that. Somehow it actually works in the uh... And the audio data, you can actually just unlock original Doom because it works on everything apparently, so I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but so, yeah, Gavin, uh, that's well, that's all we got for this week. Uh, yeah, any uh, exciting plans going on?
1: Exciting plans. I don't
0: think. So any games you're looking to jump into?
1: And I want to jump into. That. I've been watching a fair amount of uh, gears uh the the tactics game and mm. it's been man is it just fun to watch uh it it really it feels like gears with some tactics sprinkled on it i think they did uh they did a phenomenal job and uh yeah power to them yeah. um yeah i don't know what i'm playing this weekend well uh
0: you know what I was one. jumping into very lightly was Resistance Three. It's on um, PlayStation Now, that service, that streaming service, and uh, I never played the Resistance game, so I'm just kind of barely starting it. But it's super dope, and I'm surprised I'd never really tried them before. But like the third one is the one that I heard way more acclaim for, so I started with that one, and it's very much like a not Bioshock in nature, but like gameplay, but like the way they build the the, the environment is a lot like that. Um, it's really cool, and I'm I'm surprised I yeah, didn't jump on earlier.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing we actually didn't talk about: uh, a game that came out that's absolutely gorgeous, Streets of Rage Four. Oh yeah, nice. See this looker of a game. It is. They talk about some of the technology behind it. It's uh, it's really impressive. I do find it funny that uh, they can't show like puddles on two different like levels at the same time. They have to like put them far enough apart because it breaks that effect, which oh, is really? like it's uh it's 2020 but uh <laughs> i mean i'm sure if they really need to they'd find a way to do it but yeah it's just uh
0: whew, i'm looking at footage it's incredible yeah like i love this cartoony style i grew up really loving the streets of rage uh original games like uh really the first one that was what did it for me but i know streets of rage 2 apparently is like super amazing but uh, i love playing the first one grabbing the stuff off the street grabbing the turkey that somebody left you know in the garbage can and eating that you know, dismantling a phone booth, like grabbing pipes. I, I love that, that idea. And uh, this looks, it definitely looks like more like Street Fighter versus Capcom kind of like style of speed with, what, with what's going on. But like, uh, you know, on a different scale, but.
1: Yeah, it seems to kind of have that. And I was watching somebody play and they were playing with a fight stick. And it definitely sounds like you're watching somebody play a fighting game. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm not sure. I, I assume this is on all platforms, you know, like at least Steam and like console and stuff. But, um, yeah, if this isn't too much, I would actually like to jump in. Yeah. I wonder if it's on Switch. Ooh, on Switch would be dope. This almost seems... Uh, I wonder if you lose, lose some of the uh, frame rate, you know, if you play on Switch, but uh, otherwise I think it can handle it.
1: I don't think it's terribly demanding. I'm sure it's got... Yep, it's on Switch. Nice. Yeah, I, I think the only tough thing you're really going to have to deal with is those are extremely high-resolution... Uh, images and there's going to be a lot of frames that being said that's pretty manageable you're managing a lot rougher stuff in a lot of 3d games like you look at how much shit's packed on the screen in breath of the wild like yeah those are lower resolution textures but
0: sure so or you got the witcher somehow works on there too doom
1: yeah fucking yeah if you can run witcher and doom on there then this this is fine and they even said it was extremely optimized they're unloading and loading stuff plenty Gotcha.
0: Um, nice. Yeah. Can we pull yeah, that? There we go. Nice, man. So yeah, we'll end it there. Where can they find you online?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JorkDevs. I don't post. <laughs>
0: gotcha. And you can find us on Plastic Art Pod on Twitter as well. That's it for us this week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.